and welcome to another episode of The Long Finish. I'm your host, Tug Coker, and I'm here as always with my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How are you doing tonight, Catherine? I'm rocking. Rocking and rolling. You are absolutely rocking and rolling. You're in bed. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He pulled me. He pulled me out and said, we're doing this. I did. I said, I pulled you. uh, uh, You were half asleep. I said, wake up. Let's do a podcast. Talk about how much fun this week has been. So let's do it. It's episode 105 Hmm. of the long That's a nice number. It's a great number. Don't think about it a lot. And, you know, we're getting into the throes of summer kicking off here in California. And we want to do a little mini run of delicious white wines. So, Catherine, what are we drinking tonight? We are drinking the Pedralonga Albarino from Rias Baixas, Spain, vintage 2021. Delicious white wine for all that seafood of summer. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking of a frito misto, you know, some grilled fish, all kinds of, I don't know, seafood, summer of seafood. And so this had me at hello. You're doing the end of the show. I know. At the beginning. Well, that's why I picked the wine. Well, you're in bed. You want to have a great time, but you want to have an expedient time so you can get back to sleep. Yeah. So I did the pairing. And let's wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about this wine because looking through our recent roster of wines on the show, we've done some sparklers, we've done some rosé, a little bit of red. I've gone away from some white wines. Summertime, no better time to be drinking white wines. So we're drinking Albarino tonight. Busy time of year for us, Catherine. School year ended for our oldest. So now we are, uh, and he's not in camp this week. So we're doing a little bit of all hands on deck before he gets into camp next week. Some fun news out of Los Angeles, if you're a sports fan or a golf fan or a fan of, I don't know, nature. The U.S. Open is being held at the Los Angeles Country Club for the first time ever. And my son, my seven-year-old, and I have gone the past two days. We're taping this on Tuesday night. We've been on Monday. We've been on Tuesday at the practice rounds and, um, and just having a blast. This property, I've been lucky enough to play this course a couple times before, but this property being open to the public is so cool. And you know what? It'd be awesome. I was talking to a, a, another guest there today. If they did what St. Andrews does in Scotland, which is open the course to the public on Sundays, you can have picnics, you can take your dog. It's just an unbelievable piece of property. Now, do they? you're saying every Sunday or this Sunday? No, no, every Sunday in Scotland is St. Andrews. Oh, they do they that? Do. Yeah. Now, that's nice. It's so nice. And if that, you know, obviously, I don't think this will ever happen in, in LA, but the property is so unique. You're in the middle of the city. You walk. 250 yards, you're on Wilshire Boulevard walking into the Century City Mall. But if you were to go another mile north into the hills, you're in the middle of the club just seeing nature, this, you know, wildlife, Barranca, you know, all this cool stuff. It's really, really special. And my son and I are having a great time. He is uh, now loving, he likes a lot of these players, but now he's loving this autograph chase that he's in. I bought him a flag and, and he's trying to get all these players to sign it. So he's really like into the game. Of, he 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 signing autographs. He was smiling from ear to ear tonight when you came home. He said, "Mommy, I had the best day. I'm so happy. I want every day to be like today." Oh, it was just adorable. Nice to hear. It's very important to get your kid to love what you love. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's neat no. when they do. 
he, you know, he's having a great time. I really think he's enjoying it. But, you know, he's getting some special treatment being so young. He was able to walk out. And we've, we've met a lot of great people. Have there Are there other kids out there? There's a lot of other kids. Oh. But, you know, and it becomes this open has not done the, uh, the best job about setting up opportunities for autographs. There's a fan zone. There's a kid zone to sign autographs. The problem is none of the players go over there and there's no reason for them to go over there they're not oh there's no so yesterday we we spent like 30 minutes just waiting and not one person came out we, we waited with like 30 other kids oh. and for kids only and nobody came but um we found some ways to get some people to sign his flag it's been really fun jordan spieth signed a bunch of flags today for people that was awesome to see got some great people on there and um he's having a great time but if you're in la and you're a fan of golf or even of just a fan of like walking around in special places. Like find yourself, uh, you know, a way to get a ticket to the U.S. Open this weekend, and and just go walk around and sunbathe. I mean, go just go park yourself with a beverage on the hill and just enjoy the the scenes of downtown Los Angeles, Lionel Richie's house off of hole number four. Is that right? Palatial, oh, humongous. Wow. I'll post a picture of my on Instagram of 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 Lionel's gigantic house, which I, I the rumor is he's rented it out for $3 million for the week. And off of 14 is the former Playboy Mansion. So lots of fun over at Los Angeles Country Club and really happy to have some fun with my, my seven-year-old who's enjoying the week off of school and week before camp, and he's just thrilled, and I'm thrilled. And we're, and we're, we're logging our steps, 16,000 steps a day, getting that out there. So- yeah. It's pretty cool. So how are you? I know you're in bed now with, from working today while you were having fun. So thank you for that. What else uh, is going on in your world? Well, I am still enjoying the effects of a little trip that I took a few days ago last week. I don't know how many days. Since we last podcasted, I went to Chicago to visit a dear friend in Evanston and her family, and then went uh, with a bunch of friends from college. We rented a house on Lake Michigan for a couple nights. So that was just super fun. Great to be with old friends. There's just nothing like it in the world, you know. We've made a lot of great friends in our community here in Culver City, and that's awesome, and you know, been in Los Angeles for a long time, but there, there's just nothing like an old friend. And to see how their lives have changed, but really, you know, we can just pick up right where we left off. So that really filled my cup to see friends. And it's important that we make that time every year to, to do it. I wish we lived closer. wish we lived down the street. But since we don't, we do it. Do you want to move to Chicago? Uh, sometimes I do. Where Jenny lives in Evanston is just beautiful. These now, Jenny is a friend that you met in L.A. She helped us with our very first podcast. That's she, right. She and we, she produces. Her out on our show. She produces some fabulous podcasts. If you listen to any of the Marvel podcasts, she makes all of those and other really cool stuff too. But yeah, she likes Evanston a lot, and I I I just like those big wide streets and the old cool houses and just really the trees i can't get over the trees in the midwest they're just amazing the we have tre- trees here we do. we do we do have trees here just want everyone to know uh, that we do trees exist in los angeles we have cool actually there's a really cool instagram account trees of la you introduced me to that i did it's quite it is cool but you know when you're just not at home you notice different things yeah it was a total blast and lake michigan's gorgeous it's super fun in chicago you're catching it in the special time of year i mean i saw your weather it was like 78 not too humid gorgeous Perfect. yeah anybody gonna love chicago on that kind of weekend you want to get on lake michigan and you want to drink something fantastic 
Yep, get ye to an Albarino. Yeah. There's a great little wine shop called Vinissimo in Evanston where the proprietor, Guy, has helped me two years in a row find wines to bring to my friends. So thank you, Guy. And if you're there, check out Vinissimo. This Albarino is not from there. It's from Esther's, but I'm sure he'd be happy to have something like this on the shelf. This is a delicious white wine from Rias Bachas in Spain. Pedra Longa Albarino. Vintage 2021. I'm loving this wine. It's a uh, perfect wine to come home to after a long day in the sun. Probably a perfect wine to have while you're in the sun. Definitely. Albarino, you know, it's native to this region, to Riespasha. So you think, uh, I don't know if you can picture... Riespasha is being Spain, not this region of Los Angeles. (laughs) Albarino is not native to Los Angeles. (laughs) 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 Oh, do, do, do. Galicia. Galicia. That's the area in Spain where we are now. We're, we're leaving Los Angeles. We're going to Galicia. It's in the northwest corner of Spain, like right above Portugal. It's like the corner of Spain. So ocean on two sides, you know, a lot of ocean, very rugged, rugged coastlines. There's rolling green scenery. When I was I was lo- looking up about this wine, I also looked up like some like tours of Galicia or whatever, you know. I, I like cuz I like to know why would someone want to go there? Oh my gosh. I cannot wait to go there. It's the end of the Camino de Santiago if you've heard of that like famous pilgrimage and pe- the end point is the in Santiago de Compostela at the cathedral there. People, there's also a point on that coast where people used to say, this is the end of the world because they really thought the end, that was the end of the world. I want to paint right this picture there. for Spain. I think of Spain, obviously, there's the, the, the you know, rock of Gibraltar, but I think of Spain, obviously, looking like a fist or a rock. Uh-huh. So, so where is it? Northwest corner. Northwest corner. Right above Portugal. So way, you know way that, up there. Yeah, yeah, you know how Portugal just sort of fits right in? Mm-hmm. And there's that little bit of Spain that juts out. Yep. That's it. Right there. You're getting like you know, Bilbao, San Sebastian up there, way up there. Yeah. Now that that is a little more central. This is like on Even the- further west. Correct. Wow. Further west. Okay, cool. And Alvarino, which it's called in Portugal, spelled slightly differently, Alvarino in Spain. Interesting. But it's native to the Iberian Peninsula. It's native to this area. Tiny grape, tiny white grape- very thick skin and it's coastal think of like stone fruits citrus lots of salinity zippy acidity and because it has this thick skin there's kind of a citrus this pith this bitterness to it like kind of raw almond or like a pithiness to it but in general it's just minerally light dry great acidity so it is seafood wine like, this is coastal seafood wine, which is why I picked it. I just was thinking of, like, you know, grilled octopus, crudo, frito misto, oysters, any of that stuff. You're doing the end of the show in the middle of the show. I know. Yeah. So let's wrap it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also good with vegetables, you know, because gra- it has these grassy notes, too. So, like, shishito peppers, which are going to come in season soon, or all the grilled veg for the summer, salsa verdes, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, it's a cool grape variety because it grows on this, you know, in this really coastal, obviously wet climate that can be warm, but can also be, you know, a lot of wet and mildew. It's often grown in pergolas. You know, 
those from like you think about the the vines hanging over the picnic table, right? Of course. So of it's course. a lot of Albert not now not these vines. This is um start of our Francisco Alfonso. Now it's run by his son Miguel, but but a lot of Albarino vines are trained in that pergola because it kind of is a way to circulate, have more circulation, which gets them, you know, winds whipping through there, less mildew, more sun exposure, so less like fungal infection, which I think is kind of a cool thing. Uh, you know, a na- definitely cool. Think about natural ways to avoid pests. 100%. That's it. Yeah. The other cool thing about Albarino is that some of these vines up here in Galicia are like 300 years old. That is crazy old. I mean, the oldest grapevine in the world and I don't even know where this is, but is 400 years old. So 300 is crazy. I don't even know if this is producing any that much fruit. I mean, most people, we, we in California, we brag about, wow, look at the Zinfandel, 100-year-old vines. You know, that's like big for us. It's 3X this baby. Woo! Like, not very often. Or Chateauneuf de Pop, you think of old vines. But I just didn't know that about Galicia. I didn't know that about Rias Brachas, but it's true. So, I just want to say that it's another fun fact. It's a fun fact. The other night, I made you relive some. Of, <laughs> this is probably the worst. I went on a vacation, as some of you know, listeners of the show, to Spain about five years ago to travel for some sporting events, including the Pamplona, and I was in UK for Wimbledon, etc. But I relived some moments with through Catherine, even though Catherine didn't go. Is there anything worse than like reliving a vacation that you didn't go on? I was at IKEA redoing. <laughs> You're pregnant. Parts of our You're home. Pregnant. You're I was pregnant. pregnant, taking care of an 18-month-old child while you went on your trying to redo our apartment while you went on your birthday blast. Thank you again. Have I thanked you for that? Not enough. <laughs> but I, I wanted to say that when I went to San Sebastian, oftentimes in Pamplona, I would always default to some sort of white wine and being Albarino or Chocolina, mm-hmm. frankly. So you know, it was hot. You want something just super refreshing. It always felt like. Albarino was the way to go, and um, this reminds me of, of that. So I'm, now, now I'm doing it again. Now I'm, now I'm remembering my trip in front of you again, and I apologize. But my goal in life is to make a special trip to Europe with you. Again, we've done it before. We've done it a couple times, and we will go back soon. You, actu- you actually just that. turned down a trip to Europe. I know. Sadly. I really wanted to go, but it's Kids not in away. the cards. It's yeah. not in the cards this summer. Uh, maybe next summer. Maybe well, next summer. Is anyone out there listening? Miguel that- Alfonso <laughs> will invite me to his vineyard. So let me tell you a little bit more about this vine. The wine, the, the cool label, it has this big rock on it. Like it's kind of a neat. It has a it's picture. It's one big rock. Of one big rock. We have an inside joke about that that we are not going to explain <laughs> on this podcast. But if you ever hear us talking about one big rock, ask us. <laughs> ask us offline. <laughs> So the winery was founded in 1997, started in 1982, actually planted then on this pure granitic hillside 10 miles from the ocean. But they founded Pedralonga, the winery itself, in 97. Pedralonga means big rock in Gallego, and Gallego is the local language in the area. Of course, people speak Spanish, but the local language is Gallego. And it's a reference to the huge chunks of granite that are just sticking out of the soil in this vineyard. And there you have it on the on the picture. But always was organic. Now they're doing biodynamics practices. And there's a Galician saying that they really believe in at this winery. 
which is a man who does not watch the moon does not reap the harvest. I like that. Tell me more. Yeah, you gotta you gotta watch the moon. You gotta know when to hold them. Know <laughs> when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You gotta count your money. money. While you're sitting at the table. It's actually, you never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done. He, he wrote that. Did he really? They know the guy who made the guy with the poem. Oh, Miguel Afonso. Miguel Afonso wrote that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's another plug for biodynamics. Amazing. You only plow when you need to <laughs> combat erosion caused by the wet climate. Promote natural diversity. Okay. I'm getting a little loopy here, yes, people. We are. we are. Think about the marine freshness. That little fizz in there. <sighs> Give us what's on the nose there, honey. Give us yes, one, of, the one of your tasting notes. I mean, you start off, obviously, with citrus fruit right off the top. Lemon, lime zest. Lemon, lime zest. Mandarin orange. That's a that for me is always the kicker with Albarino because sometimes in blind tastings I used to get it confused with Gruner Veltliner, but Gruner never has that mandarin orange. You know what? You bring that up. It's funny you bring that up because I would probably not pull that, but I do smell it once you once say I it. say it yep. or or tangerine. You know, I just get that that little small orange. The little orange they leave at a hotel that they they just want to throw away basically. What? They they always send you like a little. Mandarin Orange hotels. What hotel? Some hotels. Oh, I don't know. The kind you get in your stocking. Yeah, exactly. Some clove on it. At least there's some some uh, some minerality. Mm -hmm. Talking about some granite happening. Oh yeah. That soil coming through. And now, what about? um, I mean, like some like straw, some sort of like long, like some some grassiness to it. Yep, that grassiness for sure. Crushing it tonight, just sort of improvising this. Oh, back to that citrus, though, like grapefruit mm-hmm. and another thing, you know, the other fruits that uh, Albarino generally has are stone fruits. Well, maybe some pear in this, right? Maybe a little pear. Yeah, I could get that. little green apple, maybe. i get some green apple. And there is that perception of sweetness, right? Like, it's not sweet, obviously, but there is that, that fruit is ripe and pretty and... And then it's just zippy and dry. The other thing about this wine, which is true for some Albarinos, Albarino can be aged in oak, stainless steel, other stuff, cement, whatever. This is stainless steel, but it is does have extended lees contact. So lees, just a reminder, are the dead yeast cells. And when the wine is allowed to sit with those for longer periods, it creates more texture so you get that in the mid palate with this wine for sure i think this wine is delicious who do you classify as an albarino drinker hmm tall six five that's right that's right sort of brown eye keep going hazel hazel eyes oh i'm sorry i can't (laughs) see you in this light (laughs) you've known me for 20 years blue eyes (laughs) six five blue eyes It'd be like drinking like what I was saying, Gruner Veltliner, yep. Sauvignon Blanc. It's in that world mm. of 
you know, zippy white wine that's not oaky. No, uh, uh, although it could be an oak, but it's that's just more rare. We often say that Sauvignon Blanc is the Tom Hanks of wine. Mm-hmm. The wine to get at a wedding when you it's always going to be decent. Yes. I feel like Albarino could be sort of a close second, right? Is that Totally. It's just more, it's a regional grape variety. Sauvignon Blanc is... All over the world. All over the yeah. world. It has yep. crazy commercial success. It's in so many different countries. Like, Albarino doesn't have that. I mean, there is some Albarino made here in California, but most Albarino is Portugal and Spain. I was just going to ask that. Yeah. And so, Portugal is... The new California. Apparently. Everyone's I, going I, there. I, Everyone's moving are there. Going, I just you know, sent you that article from the Wall Street Journal today. Didn't I DM you some article? Can't you see Catherine wants to get out of Los Angeles? She's done. She wants to go to Chicago, I, I, Spain, I this, Portugal. Yeah, I'm ready. There was some article about, you know, retire there and it's half the price of here. I was like, that sounds good. All sounds good. But we're, in go Lisbon. we're in Spain oh, tonight. We're in Spain Oh, yeah. Though. I like Spain. Let's do that. You spent a lot of time in Spain. I did. You know, I spent a month in Spain when I was in high school between junior and senior year. I, my parents sent me there on a plane by myself, lived with family in a little town called Godilleta outside of Valencia. Did it prepare you for your Chilean experience? Yes, or? it did. Because I was used to, oh, everyone around me speaking a different language. I'm living with a different family. Was there any any English being spoken? I mean, there was some English. Mm-hmm. The family had two daughters that were just a little bit older than me, and they spoke English. And the mother gave me Spanish lessons a couple times a week, and she knew some English. Were the two daughters into American culture at all? They were, and they were teaching me songs on the guitar. You are my fire no i'm trying to remember what it was and it wasn't it there were some eagle songs they were teaching me peter gabriel that's what it was in your eyes no there was a different one but um sledgehammer no but it was peter gabriel was what band was he part of genesis yeah it was genesis that's what it was and i was learning we were singing that and learning that amazing i had a friend they had a great group of friends we were just Oh, that was the best summer. I had so much fun. But this one guy, he always would call me Harvard because it's like the only place he knew in the <laughs> United States. He'd be like, hey, Harvard. I'm like, so that's really far from where I live, but cool. <laughs> and I'm in high school. But it's different. I, I imagine if you did that now, and I've talked to some distributors, some importers about this. You know, if when you went to Europe or, or a different country 25, 30 years ago, it was really different. Like 100%. Spain, you know, when I was there in high school, people would go to work in the morning. They would come home for a big lunch. Then they would take a nap, the, the siesta. They would go back to work for a few hours. And then people would go have dinner at 10 o'clock and then go out and then go to bed at midnight. I mean, it was and then nothing was open on the weekends. Like everything was closed on the weekends. That was just life. You know, it was just a slower pace. And I, I and think... you love that. Oh, I would live for that. I love that. And and today, I think it's probably, I don't know, you know, seven days a week, more like our culture. There's probably, they got to have McDonald's and the bodegas open. And, you know, it's probably just different. It's more, it's globalization. Capitalism, baby. Woof. Bring back the siesta. Yeah. I need seriously. that shirt. Bring back the siesta. I agree. 
I was about to siesta before you wanted a podcast. I'm sorry, but I think this has turned into a very good episode. You're letting your guard down. It's just because I sang. I really enjoyed that song. Anything else we want to learn about this wine? Have we done it? I feel like this wine is excellent. I can't wait to have people pick this up and drink it for themselves. But any other uh, final thoughts before we move into things you've already talked about, which is pairings? Oh, please ask me about the pairings. Now, we've talked about the pairings at the beginning of the episode in the middle of the episode. Any new pairings for the end of the episode? Yes. So I wanted to read these three pairing suggestions that I pulled from the old interweb that I thought were really interesting. And words that I did not know in Spanish, which is why I liked it. Okay, seafood, obviously. Pulpo. That's octopus. Yes. We know that one. Mm-hmm. The other one is percebes, which are goose barnacles. Never had that before. That was a suggestion. Sounds good. And angulas, which are baby eels, which I, I, rem- I do remember having eel soup in Spain. When I went, was there in... Um, middle school my wow. parents took me to spain wow because my dad was went to a conference there and so our family went and i do remember having this eel soup and there those little eyes looking up at me and thinking yep i'm not eating that I'm trying to imagine our kids eating eel soup well right i was in eighth grade okay that's fair enough. you know there, i was not seven anything else pairing i mean i'll say you, you don't even need food yeah for this one this one's yeah. that delicious chips and guac are probably be sounds good amazing too. yeah where are we getting this wine? Well, Esther's, you know. But this is this is a solid wine. You're going to find this in a lot of small shops in big cities. New York, Chicago, San Francisco, maybe some other little pockets. It's a great... Who's the importer? Louis Dresner? I have farm wine. Farm wine imports. Yeah, well, in California, this is imported by farm wine. But that is California. They're not national. So... I'm sorry, I can't tell you who the national importer is, but I know there is one. We will tag. Yeah, we'll find it and we'll tag it. Check out our Instagram at the long finish, and we will make sure that we know who is bringing this wine in and where you can get this wine because we want you to go to get it. It's perfect for summer, perfect for your seafood, perfect for just enjoying a nice summer evening, just like we're doing. Right next to our right next to our bed, you in bed. Yeah, and you're sitting in that chair. (laughs) It's a little bit funny here. Yeah. It's a little bit funny. Singing Feeling inside. <laughs> People listening this are is like, a car- well, let me just turn that down. Well, let's get to what's been inspiring us this week. Do you have one? Because I'll do one for both of us. Oh, please do that one for both of us. I know what you're going to do. And it's, it involves music. Yes. It was a good one. Now, this is a band that Catherine and I went to see. It's a band that we've enjoyed their music for the last few years. Mm-hmm. They made an album right near the pandemic, and they're from Delhi, India, called Peter Cat Recording Company. And I cannot recommend this band highly enough. I think their album Bishmilla, I think is the name. Of the, let me, yes, let me, it is. Which is um, pertains to our show because it is a slang term apparently that the lead singer's uncle or grandfather relative uses when he's about to start uh, drinking, and on the cover of the album is uh, some Ruinart champagne being opened. So all these things lead to us celebrating this as inspiration for the week. We went to see them at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Um, they played for 500 people. It was sold out through all of California. Most of their shows were sold out. They're from India. They sing in English. The lead singer has like a very croonery Michael Bublé and really like Sinatra-like ugh, voice. So they so play to, to rock music. and so it's, it's great. It's just great. It's jazzy. Jazzy. Swing. Pop. 
really but yeah his voice is just it's really good i feel like they're on the super come up this group is really really good and going places so please check out this music check out this band peter cat recording company we were lucky enough to see them on their sold out tour across the u.s they're making a new album soon check it out on wherever you get your music peter cat recording company this band is is awesome perfect for parties this summer with your albarino that makes for a great evening so check them out definitely all right that's it that's it for episode 105 of the long finish episode 105 is in the books thank you to everyone for continuing to listen to the show we need them folks if a chance to rate review and subscribe to our show that would mean so much to us so please take a second to do that and share these uh these podcast episodes with your friends let us know that we're out there we're really excited about what we have in store for the summer Catherine, where can they find you and The Long Finish on social media? You can find us on Instagram. I'm at Catherine Weil Coker, and The Long Finish is at The Long Finish. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tug Coker. We're going to give you another great white wine for next week, so come back for that one. Quick shout out. Saw our man Tron Carter today at the U.S. Open at the LA Country Club, you know. So check out Tron's episode. It's a great episode. We had him on the show. He is episode 96 of the long finish where he talks about all things golf and wine so great to catch up with tc today shout out to tron and his no laying up crew so stay tuned for more episodes more interviews more fun more wine coming up for the long finish until then everybody have a great week be happy be healthy and happy day ciao